0: all right hello everybody and welcome to is anybody out there i'm your host ben bayfield and today joining me is hamilton-based comedian actor potentially and a guy who wants to make films how's it going aj
1: hey, good buddy how are you thanks so much for having me man appreciate it uh mm-hmm. yeah actor is definitely not something no I, I, uh, acting scares me so much i don't think it's something i would want to do
0: really and just
1: yeah it's just too like Always feels like I always feel like my face is doughy, even when I lose weight. <laughs> I, just, I just always feel like I have a consistently round face, and I just don't. I don't think that looks good on camera. So you don't think
0: the round face doesn't work on camera? Is that like a, a known showbiz thing, or is that just
1: no, not at all? This is just more <laughs> me like self-loathing. It has. There probably there's probably a stat out there that says like eighty-five percent <laughs> of actors have round faces, but uh i don't think i'm yeah i just don't know i i prefer to like i i love i love acting a lot and i just it's so it's so hard to do so and i'm lazy i don't want to learn something hard acting is
0: under it's underratedly hard i think
1: absolutely absolutely
0: i think the way that people time out like their tics and vocal tics and physical tics in movies and make it look so natural people don't realize how much of a how much of it is actually planned often and how technical they are and how I don't know. Those, those guys blow me away. And it, also- it,
1: it, it's super hard. And the more you kind of like start like watching, you know, behind the scenes of certain things and how the relationship between like the director and the actors and uh, how much preparation goes into it, you start to realize like, wow, these, these, these guys are really artists. And you know what's even the hardest type of acting is comedy. And that's why yeah. most comedy movies suck is because pulling off comedy in movies is so hard it's so hard i think in my my opinion it's harder than doing drama because you can because you can conjure sadness i mean not everybody can but i think most people can think of a an, an unpleasant moment in their lives and kind of bring that up in the in the scene or something like that but being funny like just being funny on camera with lines that somebody else wrote for you It that's I think that's very hard. Like you know, you can think of a moment when you were funny, but it doesn't really help when you're actually trying to be funny on camera. I think it's very hard. That's why, in my opinion, most comedy movies suck. I hate most of them. There's only a few that I love. I think like Jim Carrey probably had like the the last best run of comedy movies like that there's like a famous scene that's not known really in hollywood it's not talked about enough i feel like in hollywood but like everybody that knows movies talks about is that scene in ace ventura i think too when he comes out of the rhino's asshole (laughs) that like that it that dude i i cry i howl every time i watch that clip it's so funny it's so funny he just (laughs) comes out of the rhino's asshole And just in front of like these tourists like have their kids like look honey the rhino's giving birth and then jim carrey's coming out yeah it's just (laughs) oh it's so it's so hilarious it's so funny oh yeah but just nobody talks about that enough i don't know it's so weird yeah
0: he i think he's probably i think you're right the last i can't think of and I think I, you're right with that sort of you're adding the acting plus the writing. I think someone else's writing, making it funny is a skill in and of itself. Like yeah. there's people who have that and people who don't. A lot of I think stand ups aren't often great comedic actors or no, times uncharismatic no. and no. But that's interesting. You think it's harder than drama. Is that why you're not interested or have you made any comedy short films or anything like that? That's why. um
1: that's also the other thing too i i think my, the, my sense of humor in, in terms of stand-up i think is different in terms of like writing scripts like to me the things that i laugh at a comedy in in movies actually are movies that aren't really comedic they're not yeah. supposed to be like funny movies yeah like m- my favorite lines are from really serious movies that made me laugh like for example like there's a movie called There Will Be Blood by Paul Thomas Anderson and stars yep. Daniel Day Lewis. And there's you know, there's a scene where he looks at an, another adult who's just Giving him suggestions and he doesn't like those suggestions. So Daniel Lewis looks at the other adult and he goes, Don't be thick with me right now. And it's just like just like another adult telling another adult to not be thick with him is so funny to me. I don't yeah. know why, but I I was crying every time I, or when he says, you know, I drink your milkshake. Like yeah. he's just like, you know, like he's this serious he's serious and and just so mad, but he's talking about milkshake. It is just or like Goodfellas, like Goodfellas, like filled with so many funny lines so i think i think that's what i love more is something that's like not necessarily throughout the whole movie series but the core of it is serious and then there's like funniness in it and it's and the funny that that makes me laugh are you know things that happen due to circumstances like you know you meet you know two people accidentally meet and then something happens in the background and something falls like that stuff kind of makes me laugh but but i don't like it when the movie's like hey this movie's supposed to make you laugh i yeah. find that those are the ones that are like the least funny i don't like them
0: no i, I think when you label a movie <laughs> a comedy i think often you're doing it a bit of a disservice because i think comedy is about like that expectation and playing with your expectations and being yeah. able to surprise you and so i think you're definitely right in that those dramatic movies there's often um a, like a little moment of levity is worth way more and and that's a, often will take you off guard versus in a movie like they do something i don't know if they're still uh, or if it's still a thing they do in hollywood but they say like two laughs a page or something per script yeah which is yeah. just like ridiculous like how are you yeah. going to get people to laugh that much and have it be
1: and yeah, and nobody in real life is that funny either. Like there, I I don't care how funny you think you are. You're not two pages a, a, a like two laps a page funny in real life. Like it's very rare. Even your funniest friend sometimes have a day off where they just, you know, they're not feeling it. They're not funny. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing with like comedies, like even with sitcoms, like you know, I say something to you, and then. You have this witty comeback that's just right in your back pocket that you like, like, play it at me. And then we just go back and forth. Like, I don't know anybody that talks like that. Usually, you know, like when you and your friend are like kind of like making fun of each other, you might. You know, hit each other's with a few zingers but then one of you can't think of something and you go home it's and over. while you're in while you're in bed you're like oh i, I want to go to his place right now because i have one of mine but like it's over you know? but you yeah. you you come up with you have you you think of a comeback like later when it's done but like all these sitcoms with, like you know i don't want to mention any of them by name but like a lot of them are like you know just somebody says something and then like well maybe so and so and so and like wow okay that's that's so like wow that's you're such a sassy person like it's uh it's not it's not authentic i don't know man and that's yeah. why i feel like with movies and shows my favorite comedy in them even though i don't like that on stage but my favorite in movies and shows is really physical comedy which is why I like yes jim carrey's somebody that i love <laughs> a lot you know just like there's a scene in the mask It's, it's, I don't know why it's funny to me, but he's in his therapist, he's at his therapist and he's trying to tell him that, uh, you know, this mask like gives me powers. And he's like, okay, well show me and then he takes the mask and puts on his face and he tries to change but it's not working so he starts making some sounds while he's like putting the mask ooh, ooh. and i just like i just laugh every time i watch it it's so stupid it's so dumb but it's so funny at the same time i can't explain it it has nothing to do with words or you know like snappy comments yeah. just <clears throat> physical humor it's so dumb
0: i think yeah with, the, with the, like you said with the sitcoms especially those old like I don't want to say super old, but like 10, 15 years ago, like three camera sitcoms where it's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I will name names, I guess like all the Chuck lore ones, like big bang theory. Like they'll have like a crazy back and forth. Like, yeah. Eldon and his roommate will go back and forth for like two minutes. And then there'll be a call back at the end of the episode. You're like, life doesn't work like that. Where it's that you're that on point at all times. Like I think to most people, you just, it feels, I got to a certain age. I'm like, this doesn't feel real or, It feels like very surface level entertainment.
1: Absolutely. And there's a lot of... Because I want... I was like so kind of intrigued by this and I wanted to know why I feel that way about him so and and the great thing about YouTube obviously is that there's like a deconstruction of everything in the world like if you want to know how Bob Dylan came up with a song they'll explain it to you verse by verse so I kind of wanted to like do some research just for myself for no reason just wanted to know why this is and and a lot of it comes down to a lot of the writers on these shows a lot of them are Harvard graduates by the way like they're super you know supposedly intelligent people but The way they treat it, it's like, it's, yes, exactly. (laughs) The way they treat it is like a formula, like literally one plus one equals two. There's a certain template for how every episode goes. And like you said, the two laugh per page thing, and and it starts off in this tone, and it ends on this tone. Like, it's literally it's the same costume they just change like do they just change like the back is forward they change backward it's like they it's the same thing they just change the words around yeah and it goes to show you that I, I mean i don't know man i don't want i hate also the pretentiousness of like oh well if you're a fan of like the big bang theory then you're like you're stupid but it's like i don't know i can't judge that because there's a lot of yeah. things that i love that like you know, I like the whole like the Ace of Ventura come out of the rhino's asshole. <laughs> I know a lot of people just off the top of my head. If I showed them to, yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, you're that's, disgusting!" Like that's this the doesn't make thing sense. thing I've ever seen. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So I can't really judge people that love that stuff because yeah. I, I don't know. Because I'm sure, and I don't want to be like Mister on the fence. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it, and I prefer for my stuff, the stuff that I write. I, 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 I prefer to write the funny stuff in a certain way that yeah. comes naturally um i don't go around like okay i i've been serious for 10 pages now i need to be funny yeah no yeah no if it happens if that's where the characters feel like that's what they want to do then it will happen but right. otherwise it, that's just what it's going to stay and i feel like that's to me that's what makes me laugh yeah and that's when- and, and that's what you have to write is what you find funny or interesting right
0: yeah, I think it has to seem real. I think especially for... I imagine that you're more of like a hardcore comedy fan. Like, there's your tastes are not probably everybody else's tastes. And it's not to knock... Like you said, it's not to knock those shows. Of course not. Because so. everybody deserves entertainment, you know? Whatever. If you like it, you yeah. like it. But yeah. would you say with your scripts that, like, how how would you... Would you say that you model it sort of after? I, I imagine that you're a fan of shows like Louis or Curb, where the comedy arrived. are Do you have you watched Louis, where he doesn't really? pander to an audience the same way that those six yeah
1: it's a you're you're absolutely like you you've you nailed like part of my influence and a lot of the things that i've said are things that i've learned specifically from watching this show i think i learned so much about writing and directing from that show louis more more yeah more than any other film that i've watched like I mean, I love Paul Thomas Anderson and I am a huge fanboy of his and I've watched every movie of his and I've, I've kind of learned a lot about the techniques behind every movie of his. But the stuff that I learned from Louis and I think it's the show Louis, specifically the writing, has really resonated with me more than anything. And, and, that's, and that's the philosophy that I've been saying is something that I learned from the way that he wrote that show, which is the funny stuff is never usually things that people say. Like, there are funny lines in there, but a lot of the things that are funny about the show are the situations themselves. Yep. Yeah. The situations themselves and how the characters are positioned in that situation. Yeah. And, I, and to me, that is funny to me. That's the yeah. stuff that I love. It's being in a predicament without saying that you're in this predicament. Yeah. You just know. Like, there's a scene in one of his episodes where he's on a date with this woman, and they are at a diner, and then a bunch of high schoolers come in, and they start bullying him. And there's, like, five of them. And then he, and then the kid, like, after bullying him for a while, he looks at Louie, and he goes, like, do you want me to beat you up? And then Louie says, please don't beat me up. And then his date looks at him, like, like, oh, you're pathetic. Yeah. And then, you know, he drops her off, and he's like, hey, so you want to see each other again? And she goes, uh, and she goes no, I, I'd rather we did it. And, like, she like you know your normal reaction would be like well you know they're a bunch of high schoolers you're not gonna fight them you're an adult but she on a like on a basic instinct level she was like oh man you look like such a pussy right now yeah and that to me is it's not just funny but it's so interesting and it's it's so true and it's real and then it's a lot of things yeah and that's kind of the stuff that i want to write you know that's yeah. the kind of stuff that i love that that's the kind of stuff that interests me i don't again you know i i i i'm not trying to say like you know be profound or anything like that i think that if you want to write stuff like an adam sandler movie then that's what you should do i think yeah. at the end of the day you should write something that you would want to watch yeah that's what you should do. I, that's <laughs> my personal opinion. I, that that's the stuff that I want to watch. That's the stuff that I love. That's the yeah. stuff that makes me think and laugh. So, and that's kind of what I like writing. It's easier for me to write too. If I was forced to write a, like a, you know, like a, like a traditional mainstream comedy, I would not be able to do it. I'm not saying I'm above no. it. I yeah. would suck at it. I would be horrible yeah. because it's not who I am. It's not something I'm capable of doing. No. Yeah. hundred
0: percent. And, Something you said there reminded me of, I heard a, it was either Larry David or Jerry Seinfeld. When they were talking about writing Seinfeld, they said, when you're writing a scene, you have to ask yourself the question, why are they in this scene? And if the answer is like, if the answer is know. funny, then the scene itself will be funny. It's like, yeah. well, George is trying to ask Larry or, or uh, Jerry for some money. For If there's a funny reason behind it, then the rest will just sort of organically, it's not about like one, like quick one-liners and yeah. like that, that's not realistic no but you were i i would honestly based on that script you sent me that for what's the film called that's that you're working on right now
1: uh, uh it's called uh today i didn't think of you
0: today i didn't think of you i totally felt those like it felt very uh not that i know you like super well i don't want to make claims to that no but uh it felt very much like your brand of
1: um yeah thank you man. Thank and, you.
0: There was a lot of uh, it wasn't obvious. It was very subtle comedy, and I think that that, you know, that speaks to probably your intelligent intelligence and your interest in those letting real humane scenes play out and letting the humanity and the the realness sort of organically dictate. I feel like I'm word vomiting, but you get my... no, word. not at
1: all. I mean, I, uh, first of all, that's very, very, very sweet and very generous and kind of you to say. Uh, thank you so much. But uh, but uh, I mean, like. Uh, I, you know, because like for me, I'm, I'm, it takes me a while to even like finish a page because I mole over it over and over and over again, where I'm like, ah, this is not something that would sound right. And ov- obviously, like having the help of people around me that also kind of share my ta- similar taste to me and share kind of like similar human humor that I enjoy really helps you because, you know, when you're writing a lot, you're looking at the same thing over and over again it just kind of starts blending in You you don't notice that you even uh what ends up happening is that you're writing a, like a twisted version of the thing that you think you're writing after yeah. looking at the same thing over and over again. <laughs> yeah, so you yeah, need, yeah. so you need somebody to look at your stuff and be like, Hey, hey, no, this doesn't make sense. You're right, like, right. I don't know where I, what I was thinking. <laughs> like I was, I'm stupid. Like I should not be allowed <laughs> to write a single word ever. Um, But, but you, you, you kind of like always just like you said that, like, you know, Who's better to say than Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld? It's exactly what it is. And that applies, I believe, in my very, very limited experience. That also applies to drama or thriller, thrillers or any genre, really. Why are these characters doing this? Yeah. And I think that if you kind of know who your characters are and they have defining features, after yeah. a bunch of pages, if you try to write something, it's very weird to say this, but it's almost like the characters will stop you. Yeah.
0: You know, like You'll if you know. say,
1: "Oh, yes, exactly." Like if you say, "Like oh, Travis uh, rides a bike," like and then like it's almost Travis like because ride a fucking bike. Yeah, exactly. If Travis will be like, well, "Hey, fucking asshole! I don't like tr- driving bikes." We established that already. Yeah. And you're Like, okay, I'm sorry. It's almost like the characters start slowly writing themselves. Yeah. But that only comes after you kind of not necessarily that you know what you want to write because i I don't think a lot of writers the great ones especially they always talk about they don't necessarily know all the features of their script until like Mm -hmm. maybe two-thirds or something like that yeah but you kind of know what kind of characters you're dealing with you kind of know what themes you're trying to write about that is kind of defined or should be defined as early as possible yeah
0: so you you don't storyboard your scripts or anything like that ahead of time? You sort of just have a, a basic idea or something like that? Or, or how how do you do it? Or how do you feel that you've done it?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I have an idea that I like a lot. Uh, it has nothing to do with anything else. I just sit down and I write that idea. Uh, and then I play with it a little bit. I'm just like, okay, can I get something more out of it? And a lot of times... That's where it ends. Like that's yeah. where it stops. It's just that scene. But I like that scene. I I know what it looks like in my head. I can imagine the furniture. I can imagine. I can imagine what the characters are wearing, and I just like it. But that's it. But that's not good enough. That's not a <laughs> script. That's just like a two minute scene, right? So yeah. I end up writing five pages of dialogue, and then I leave it alone. And if I come up with something, you come back um, to it then i'll go back to it but a lot of times what i do if i really like uh if i really like an idea i go and this is something that paul thomas answered anderson talks about where he writes and writes and writes and once he gets like a you know gets to like a, a road bump he goes and watches movies that are kind of similar to the movie that he's trying to write oh. and what that does a lot of directors or writers call that research, where you're, <laughs> wa- you, where you're watching movies. <laughs> that you, yeah, I swear, guys, I know it's stupid, but that's what that's they call it. There. I know, yeah. it, it's research. Uh, and what they do is they go and watch movies that are kind of similar to that. And um, a lot of them, you know, might okay, I like, I like this. They steal from here, steal from here, but you know. And then, but that's enough to get the juices flowing again, right. that you sit down and you just, you know, you continue mm-hmm. until you stop again. Right. Um, but you try, you try to, it, you know, writing is so much fun. It's so much fun. Do you have fun writing? Because sometimes
0: um, I don't. But sometimes I Uh,
1: I listen. I uh, I'm not saying that I always have a great time. Sometimes it is so fucking miserable. Yeah. (laughs) And nothing is coming out. You're just like I suck. You're just yes, absolutely. You're like, what am I doing? I have no business writing anything. But it, it it the great thing about it is that if you just manage to stick with it. Yeah. Through that rut that you're going through, if you can push until you get to the other side, yeah. it's so good. It it's is worth it. It's so good. It's it, so worth it. It's yeah. amazing when you finally crack the code. Exactly, it's like but are code it's breaking. Just, yeah, but it's it's about getting like you're slowly. Change. I think. Uh, I think. I uh, who said that? I think Stephen King said. I, I don't want to misquote him, but uh, I think it's something Stephen King. I think he said was it writing the book is about,
0: on writing. What? Was it from the book On Writing? No, no,
1: I think it was one of his interviews. He said, I mean, like, he said that, like, something along the lines of, like, writing is about perseverance. That's what writing is. Uh, It's just, you're surviving. You're pushing through it. You're pushing through it until you get somewhere. But that's what writing is about. It's just perseverance. There's another um, great screenplay writer who wrote the movie Network. Uh, I think it was a movie made in the 76 or something like that. It's a great movie uh but the writer is called uh his name was uh patty Ch- and he also talks about writing uh and he talks about like you know a lot of artists like to think of writing as an art form but it's better to think of it as a as a job craft because if you're an, yeah, yeah you think about it as a job and if you're not an artist then at least you you've done a uh, you know uh you, you've done a day's work if you're <laughs> if you're if you're not yeah oh. but if you're an artist it, it, but you're if you're an artist you're going to make art anyways whether you think of uh-huh. it as work or not it's still going to come out as art but if you're not an artist then think of it at least you're doing a day's work and it's so it's so it's relieving to think of it that way because yeah. you're like i have to make something profound every yeah. page needs to be this uh-huh. and that and you just kind of start end up making something pretentious you started making something that you don't even love anymore oh. it's just like a twisted version of what you wanted and yeah. you're like oh look at me it's I'm like so a kid profound. you don't want exactly <laughs> it's exactly it's a, kid a kid that doesn't kid look you like you at you're all like,
0: oh, yeah man. i didn't i did <laughs> not plan on making this, this kid
1: <laughs> i know this kid sucks i hate yeah. him I hate i've been this... with him for two days and i already hate him <laughs>
0: what, um that reminds me of a steve martin quote though where he was really i feel like i've all my anecdotes are just famous people all my quotes no i mean that's <laughs>
1: what we all do man like yeah
0: but he said um, he was going into to start making movies and he wanted to write a film and he's like, Oh man, like how am I, how am I going to make this funny? Like, I don't know if I can make this funny. And someone said to him, they went, you're funny. So the movie will be funny. Like you are a funny person. You have a funny mind. So just don't worry about it. Just make something. And it'll probably be funny. And so (laughs) I worked out for him.
1: Yeah. I, I think, I think that if you really just, I think what it is, you just kind of have to have an at least like a simple idea or a vision of what you want to write. You don't necessarily have to have the story, but yeah. you just kind of need to have, okay, it's a movie about a relationship. All right, what is it? What is it? What 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 about this movie is something that i feel like is worth talking about well you know maybe somebody cheated or somebody has a kid that they don't know about that comes back into life recently you know whatever it is but you need to have like like just a vague idea of what it is and it's very important to to kind of establish some themes that you want to discuss in it yeah betrayal vengeance sadness grief you know whatever it is happiness whatever it is coming into terms with life you know it's very good to also kind of and i think once if you have a, just enough things to go on um it, something will happen like yeah. something will happen obviously given that you do have an idea that's good yeah um but i think that something eventually will happen but I'm you just but 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 to start off with like i don't know what i want to do i'm just gonna write yeah it's like you're, you're, you're going to lose before you even start <laughs> yeah. starting off with like yeah. a blank pl- page. You ever looked at a blank page? It's ugly. It doesn't ugly. look, it doesn't look good. It's no. very discouraging.
0: And yeah, I think you kind of know when those ideas hit you too, or you have to be prepared because you don't know when they're coming. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I was going to ask you about what's so, I never really knew you as like making movies and stuff. I, I first saw you as, as a comedian, but I'm just wondering what, in, first of all inspired you to make your first movie or, or short film and and um. when was that and yeah basically
1: <laughs> i i've um i wanted i've always like loved obviously like everybody else i've always loved movies and just like was really before know, comedy to, way before comedy i always loved movies never really thought about making them but it just really was like i of Van Dam was like my hero growing up. I loved everything that he was in Terminator. When Terminator, like uh, you know, Terminator came before I was born, yeah, like Terminator Two came out before I was born. But when I first watched it the first time, I was blown away. Like this shit is—it's just—it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. But um, when I started doing comedy, I I kind of also wanted to make films as well. I've it's something that I kind of you know fantasized about but never really thought of like seriously yeah i think i thought seriously more about stand-up comedy than it is to make films and um you know how it is man you, you've been doing comedy now for a while and you know how it is once you start doing comedy it's like there's no room for anything else mm-hmm. yeah and so i started doing comedy a lot every night and just and i came i got to a point where i even forgot about making movies and when i first started doing comedy I did write a few scripts and I even attempted to film a short film, but that production <laughs> quote unquote production, production. Just, just fell apart completely. <laughs> and I just was like, ah, oh, this is too hard. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Uh, okay. and, then, and then COVID hit COVID hit. We couldn't do stand-up anymore. And uh, I wasn't losing my mind. I'm not going to lie. I was really enjoying it a lot, but I was thinking about, okay, well, standup. It's going to be a while what am i gonna do i i yeah. i need to do something i i was enjoying my i was enjoying not doing nothing way too much yeah and i was like okay i have to do something and i was like well i always wanted to kind of make films and write them so let's let's do that and i joke. wrote and i wrote the first one we filmed that in april of last year me just it was just me and jason that was really fun yeah and then yeah and what's then what's called filmed- what's it called it's called balloon it was me uh, it, it's uh, jason's the only actually person in it and a balloon uh, uh it's like okay. it's like a minute and a half silent film it was a lot of fun yeah I'll have to check and that. um and then in the summer uh i did another like kind of weird like abstract like kind of like a little bit of like weird stuff in it uh called uh, <clears throat> my favorite thing i i uh i can't remember it's about a woman trying to remember the name of a movie that she watched once but there's like voices in her head that are distracting her not oh, helping her like form the idea <laughs> and it's like just like a very weird like nightmare sort of thing yeah. so we did that in the summer and then we did uh did another short film that was like um it's called uh no place for you here and that's uh joe Mo- joe Patel and michael moses are in it it's a guy that bought a house recently trying to make things up for his family but the house like has like a you know like a very like sinister secret that sounds really (laughs) douchey saying this but But that was the one and now we're planning on doing the fourth one uh, obviously hopefully soon is
0: this the biggest one you've ever thought of by by far far. is it it like keeping you up at night and all that stuff or do you Um... you feel like uh, first of all though do you find the writing easier or or the directing and and as for the directing did you just pick that up as you went along or did you try and study some you know some of the fellows uh, I the did audience? I
1: did I did both at the same time. I did both at the same time. I was making them while I was reading learning. Up. I was learning it's way to learn. because uh, I that's and and if you go to watch the videos the number one thing they tell you is to to make films like so that's like the number one obviously the other tips and like the uh notes are just how to to be better but the number one thing is to start right away but i literally all i was doing was um watching youtube videos of like filmmaking there's like thousands of them uh <laughs> watching uh commentaries on uh, from directors of movies that i love of theirs right. where they're they, they talk about the production process and behind the scenes stuff so that's another thing that where you get to pick their brains and see how they're coming up with stuff and budget restrictions and fighting with the uh production companies yeah learning all those things and uh, there's a book that i bought uh if, a while ago uh, by a great legendary director uh sydney lamette called making movies making that's a movies. great book that's a great book he literally talks about pennies like like cents like breaking down budgets like everything Damn. about <laughs> yeah it, it, there's a lot of things about it that are a bit outdated but uh the you know the man's the legend he's made some of the greatest movies ever so cinema limit it's it's finally one of those how to do books by somebody yeah. that's actually done it you know it's like yeah. that's very rare it's yeah, usually
0: you hate... oh man it's always by some guy who was like this close to making it exactly and just never did and you're like well if you had done it you wouldn't be writing this how to do book
1: exactly but this is about a guy he, he was i think it was the last few years of his life he was about to retire and he thought about uh actually that's not true i think he wrote it in the 90s though he was still some of it but anyways it was it was done by a guy that actually has made what the fuck amazing, films, amazing films amazing yeah. films yeah um so that was a bit of that too right like it was like reading and watching and doing it at the same time kind of learning and also i did love i've always loved the idea of writing and directing my own stuff and yeah i've always wanted to do that from the get-go
0: oh yeah i i think um i, I actually have a book here it's called i was looking at it, it's a movie makers master class or something my mm-hmm. parents gave it to me because i don't know why they're like comedy movies you know whatever yeah yeah it. that's good <laughs> and uh in it, there's a lot of a lot of talk about... like There's a big distinction between... There can be great directors who don't write their own stuff, but yep. um, I think that the, that's a, a strong choice you have to make is if you want to write and direct. You know, mm-hmm. it's... Like, David Lynch is a guy who I'm a big fan of. And he, yep. he... I think... I'm pretty sure... Does he write his own films? I'm pretty sure he does. It's so out there. It's yeah, so out does. there. And so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean to me it's in do you feel like it scratches a different itch than comedy or like the same absolutely 100 percent. are you more into uh, it right now than comedy are you like fuck like not fuck gonna that? lie man i am i You're, am you don't want to go back to some <laughs> no no I, do. Bars?
1: no I do i definitely do want to do stand-up that's not going away but uh it's definitely made me rethink some like things you know like as I think when, when, once things go back to normal, I don't want to go back to doing comedy every night. I don't think I want to do that. If the show is not like worth it, I'd rather stay at home and write, like yeah. come up with something rather than, you know, seven days a week going like, like there are some shows that I really don't need to do. Yeah. Uh, and it's made me rethink that. But I'm not going to lie. I'm really enjoying it. It's so much more fun fun it's a lot i'm gonna say it's a bit harder yeah than stand-up but i mean it's just so much fun man it's it uh it's hard to i don't know it's hard to beat it right now for me at least i think it's kind of really up there for me i think it
0: seems so hard to make something that you'd be proud of in the end yeah that is because a comedy i think you know (laughs) you can go out and get some kind of cheap laughs if you want and Mm -hmm. still have some self-esteem or at least I can I don't know about you but no no it's true you get some easier laughs and you're like oh man I'm pretty great whatever but a movie is like your heart and soul like you're revealing so much do you feel that way that you're revealing a lot by making a movie um I don't
1: well the thing is I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's revealing like in in terms of like feelings because I haven't really made something that's personal to me yet Yeah, right. all the things that I've made were just random ideas that I liked, and they're like it's a short. They're short films too, so you don't, you know, it really you're kind of like going through the emotions real quick, so you don't have to like uh it's okay. Balloon, blah blah blah. Okay, done, and <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah, like yeah. a minute and a half. It's cute, you know, yeah. um, but but I I do think though that you what you reveal is like hey I think I'm creative do you guys think that too and then people were like oh you fucking suck and (laughs) you're like all right good talk (laughs) i think that's kind of what's revealing about it is you're like i feel like i'm an artsy guy do do you guys think that too and they're like no No, yeah even
0: more so than than like oh i think i'm kind of funny it's like i think
1: you're like yeah because
0: there was already that hump with comedy to get over which is like yeah, telling yeah. people that you do it and they're like yeah. oh so you think you're funny oh huh? well it never fucking made me laugh and we grew yeah up together exactly and, yeah. Like, okay, exactly. Well. Yeah. and
1: it's, like, it's even worse with like movies because like you're like hey so oh i made a made a short film really and then you take out your phone and you watch it <laughs> together like you're standing together and you're watching it and then like you're like after two minutes you're like oh this guy's not even moving anything anyways it's long you i'll send you the link later and yeah, you're just yeah, like yeah. all right i'm gonna go kill myself <laughs> it's worse it's so bad because you're yeah. like oh, it's not like oh what can i do to make this movie that i already finished better like it's because yeah, they might give you there. criticism sometimes yeah do but they ever it's do that out there like unless you know we've posted it like what are you gonna do take it back and you're like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I worked on it more like yeah like, what, what, like change scenes like change actors and the things is about me about movies is like you're looking at your end product for so long because number one oh yeah you're editing it that's number one and that takes a, a while number two you're gonna put the music on top of it mm-hmm. and you're like uh, I hope the music really fits it. And then you're going to put the credits at the end. And then you're just like looking, you're just looking at this thing. And you, so you better look at something that you at least somewhat like, because otherwise, as you're looking at it, you're like, Oh, this fucking sucks. I'm going to put music on top of it. Oh, it (laughs) still sucks. And you're just, you're just staring at this thing. Like you said, it's a kid that you like you you wanted a kid, but that's not the kid that you wanted. You didn't want this kid. Yeah. No, you wanted the kid with like hair on his head and yeah you wanted
0: his he doesn't have your eyes
1: the kid doesn't have your eyes he's bald like he he, you know his teeth are not going to be good yeah it's just not a kid that you wanted but it's your kid it's (laughs) It's your kid kid. it's still your kid hey you gotta stand by the kid that's the one that you're gonna go home with and love forever so people are gonna make you, you
0: defend the kid
1: you're going to have to defend. Him. You're like, hey, well, at least me and my mother like him, you know? And you have to say things yeah. like that nobody cares about. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's got a really loving family at home.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, well, me and, my, me and his mom are proud of him. You're like, I guess you should. I guess. barely. Yeah, so that's like the thing. But like with comedy, every night you're making it better. You're not looking yeah. at the same thing yeah. every night. Or you're not saying the same thing every night. Mm-hmm. Well, like a movie, you make it. You better make it good. Which is why, which is why, yeah, which is why, like, you have, like, you know, like, you know, um, like, directors like David Fincher and like Stanley Kubrick are known for doing like a million takes. And then everybody hates that. But, you know, David Fincher said something that was very interesting. He goes, you pay all this money for to build a set and makeup and lighting. Why would you rush through that? Like, take your time. You've already spent the money on it. Why not take your time and make it the way that you want to make it? And it's true. It makes sense. Yeah. You went through this hustle. You went through the hassle and the hustle of writing it, getting people together, doing Mm. shooting, shooting lists. You're discussing character motivations. You're going through all these emotions only to like, all right, take two. We got it. Boom. Let's go. And you're (laughs) like, nah, what, 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 why? Yeah. Take your time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Take your time. Do it right. Do you do you plan out your shots before you get there, or do you do you um, like do you go to a place that you're shooting and maybe have a look and think where people are going to stand, or do you or do you just show up and be like, let's let's shoot? This no,
1: thing? well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I think like the first two, that's what I did with, with the first two short films, and the third one I was a little bit more detailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one that we're gonna be doing now, I've planned everything. Like I've <clears throat> I've planned everything. Uh, If I haven't been at the location itself, I've asked for pictures to be sent to me so I can have like a layout of it, like diagrams, you know, character locations where I want the camera to to look like this is the most detailed uh, shot list I've done ever. Uh, And not to say that I am doing a lot of work. That's how it should be. That's, That's like the standard of what you should be doing. I'm not doing anything extra. Yeah. Uh, you should have a very good idea of how you want to shoot uh, your project because especially in our case, uh, this is, it's a very not I wouldn't even say low budget. there is almost no budget. It's like very <laughs> minimal. So you're asking people you're asking people to come over and invest time in your stupid project it's so stupid to ask people hey do you want to be in my thing <laughs> so if they're agreeing to be a part of it don't waste their fucking time yeah i imagine if i show up and I'm like hey so how do you guys think i should shoot this you're like go <laughs> yeah. suck a dick what the yeah. fuck you're like yeah we're here because we wanted to help you out and you're just shitting all over so, yeah, ha- it's it's kind of like you're, you're respecting everybody's time. You're yeah. respecting everyone's time. You're respecting yourself by showing up prepared because mm-hmm. then people look at you and be like, OK, he's this guy or at least he seems like he knows what he's doing. Or maybe yeah. you're pretending to do something. Just look good. You know, yeah. look good for the camera. At least pretend <laughs> or act like you know what you're doing. You don't necessarily have to know everything. But then people look at you like, OK, this guy seems like he knows what he's doing we can trust him and we can just focus on doing the thing that we're supposed to do and like, leave the rest for him. He'll figure it out. He, 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 and 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 that's so important. And like you said, as a director, you are somewhat like a leader. You're like, you know, you're you're supposed to be a dad and a big brother at the same time. Like you're supposed to be understanding, but decisive, a little bit stern, but you know, fun to hang out with. So if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, how can you expect anybody else to know what they're doing you know it's uh, they're taking
0: your lead for sure yeah you have to be prepared does that freak you out that you've done all this preparation and and does that does that make you excited or nervous because sometimes when i over prepare for something i'm I, i so i think my brain pulls a trick on me where i'm like if i don't like if i don't prepare as much i'll be more confident because i'm like oh, well, I didn't prepare, so whatever. But then if I have everything planned out to a team, my brain's like, well, if this doesn't work out, then, like, you suck or whatever. Do, yeah. you, do you feel intimidated by the size of this project or confident? or um, n-
1: n- Not really, no. I. Uh, but, I t- <laughs> but I'll i tell you this, though. But I'll tell you this, though. I, I, I'm not going to say I used to. I still think the same way that you think. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know if that's the way that you, you're... Kind of internalizing, but the way I think about it, I'm like, if I don't prepare and I pull this off, I'm a fucking genius. If I don't prepare and I suck at it, well, guess what? I never really worked hard at it. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but it's not I've a good been thing. it's not a good thing at all. And I've been burnt by its but here's the thing though. If if I was on if I was to make a movie that where I was the only person in it, I was the only actor, I was the only person on crew. I would not prepare anything. I'll fuck it. I'll wing it. Yeah. I only prepare out of respect and fear of everybody that's involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want anybody to be like this fucking guy. Oh, what a fucking wasting time. Cunt here. Like, look at him. (laughs) Like, I don't want people to like, feel like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. So it's really more, Mm -hmm. I'm doing it not for myself because i could give a shit to i like like i would rather much go in and like hey let's zippity pap let's let's wing this but i prepare out of respect for other people's time really i that's really what it is i take i i take especially when somebody's like you know you know not getting paid at all or paid little if they're agreeing to do something for you it's so shitty to not be ready it is such a fucking shitty thing to do. do Yeah, like I volunteer my time and you're not ready. Yeah, I think yeah. that is so such a bad thing to do. It's yeah. so horrible.
0: It's it's like when uh, sometimes you go to a you go to an open mic and someone's on stage or it's a big show, not even and it goes, "Okay, what do you guys want to talk about?" And you're like, "Man, you had all day." Like,
1: yeah, it's it's so
0: like it's just gotta be a leader.
1: It's just it's not even like it's not even it's unprofessional. I think it's just like you're a shitty human being yeah. you're a shitty you're not a good person if somebody volunteers their time for you for your stupid dumb project that you thought of yeah nobody asks you to make a movie nobody asks you to be on stage nobody's <laughs> begging you to do it you're doing it on your own because you, yeah. you're saying me 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 yeah. and then somebody's like okay i think i like the idea i'm yeah. gonna help you out and then you show up and you're not ready kill yourself you're a horrible person you're a horrible person yeah
0: yeah no it's it's just courtesy it's just courtesy
1: absolutely
0: do you feel like um so what? what's your background where are you from are you from libya if i'm not mistaken i'm
1: from libya yeah that's where i'm, I'm from. libya yeah and when did you um, move here I moved here in 2014 so about uh, 7 7 years 7 years actually yes actually oh. this month I'm 7 years yeah holy so
0: so do you is english the just the spoken language in libya or do you do you speak other languages or
1: mm-hmm. uh, I, I speak uh, i speak arabic but uh, I, uh, I i was raised in uh, in england for about 6 7 years for holy 6 and 7 or 7 years and that's where i learned how to speak english I obviously lost the British accent Accent. because when I was living in Libya, my parents were trying to make sure that I didn't forget English. Sorry, excuse me. So they would let, so I would watch all the cassettes and play all the video games that are brought with me from there. And they were all like North American accent, whatever you want to call it, mostly American. Uh So the way I kept my English was by listening to that. And so slowly I kept the english but i lost the british accent wow and so that's um, like people really think that i'm like i know how to speak both accents i'm like i'm i'm not no you are giving me way too much credit
0: that's crazy so when you were growing up in libya did you have dreams of comedy and filmmaking and stuff or was that did that only become something that you're like dang like i could actually do this when you came over here
1: they were they were really honestly just dreams. That's what you're talking. About. Literally what it is it was just an idea of like, uh oh, golly gee whiz, I would love to do this, but we can't here so oh well, it's just gonna be something that I'm always gonna think about. Yeah. But uh, but you know, it's like there's no option to do it back home. Mm-hmm. So you're like it's something like a fantasy, but you've kind of made peace with the fact that that's not something you're going to do so you're okay with it because nobody else is living out their shitty dream so we're all like just being you know just you know just doing the same thing all of us so it doesn't matter you like retired somebody's... before you even started exactly so you're like, like i'm anybody, done i've made my it's bones it's not like anybody around you is succeeding at anything so you're like we're, we're all losers together you know it's, oh it's, it's a... but when i moved here uh when i moved here I remember I got my first office job and I was like happy about it for like two months and then I became miserable. And I remember I was driving on the highway and I looked to my right and I saw like a gray Suzuki that had this lady blonde hair, nothing, you know, she wasn't doing anything. She was just driving. And I, for some reason, I just, she, her image and with her car were just, they burn in my brain for some reason. And then I went to work around 4 p.m., went back home on the highway, but the other way around, and I look to my right, and I see the exact same Suzuki and the exact same woman. And, you know, if anybody's been on the QEW, you'll know that there's, like, thousands of cars. (laughs) So, like, the the chances of seeing the same person one day is, like, almost. But I saw her. And immediately as soon as I saw her the second time, I was crying. I was immediately crying. I was bawling because I'm like, this cannot be my life. I'm not going to be the guy <laughs> that sees the exact same car on the way home and on the, on the way to work. I'm not going to live this life. Wow. So I was like, all right, what do I want to do? Cause I'm miserable. And I thought like, Oh, you know, comedy and, yeah. and making silly movies. So yeah.
0: time to come right. out of retirement.
1: Exactly. It's what right. it is. Yeah, Your early exactly. retirement. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't
0: do it, man. You kind I of I'm like, Can't...
1: yeah. Sorry, go on. No, go on. No.
0: I was gonna say you kind of seem like maybe you've already retired and come back in a way. <laughs> like, was the like mustache? Like, not even the appearance, <laughs> just like you're. I don't know. You you're kind of a no nonsense kind of guy. Do you think that North Americans are unappreciative of of the uh, and, and of the uh, opportunities that they have? And do you think that we're lazy?
1: I don't think so, man. Because I'll tell you this: I, I it's it, there's a very misconception about. Uh, it's a very misconception of people that live here that have about themselves they think that they're like yeah obviously life here is so much easier than most places on on, on the planet but you'd be surprised man people in like countries where i come from there's a lot of lazy people that really <laughs> think they really think that they their life is you know that their life is privileged and they think that their life is great and stuff like that and you're like oh you suck your life sucks <laughs> but for some reason they're lazy and they think that they the things are owed to them i think it's just human nature in general there's a lot of and i really hate to sound like you know there's bad people everywhere but it's really that's what it is though i don't yeah. think that people i don't think that living in a harsh environment necessarily makes you a better person hardened or makes you more you know driven yeah it doesn't that that's not the case a lot of times if you live in a bad situation it does the reverse where you feel like there's no hope there's no way out for you right so i think really what it is it depends on the type of person that you are that's really all it comes down to there's a lot of people that are just happy with some things in life and more power to those people but then there are other people who are like i want something different i'm not we're not going to say more. Yeah. They're just people that are saying I want something different, but then yeah. there are other people. I know a lot of people here and back home that are just more than happy. All they want is a, a steady job and to get married and have kids. And yeah. there's absolutely zero things wrong with that. That's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. And that's absolutely great if, if that what's well, make what makes you happy. But those people exist both here and back home too and there are also people back home they're like wanting different, want to do different things right, I feel
0: like that is an unfair pressure that um, North Americans put on other countries and themselves, they're like they don't. They don't want to hear about the people yeah. with shitty lives who who are shitty situations that end up having shitty lives. We only exactly. like the story of like yeah, the, the worst stories. life ever. And you know what? He he strapped on his boots by golly and he went to work. Yes, yeah, it's like it's not like that anywhere. Nope, nope. We're so like navel <laughs> navel glaring or navel gazing. We're so inward looking that we can only yes. we think that we're the only lazy ones. Or I, I think people are just self centered. You know, worldwide
1: yeah well we that also like cool, the, but... there's like a culture in general about the underdog we love the underdog you yeah. don't realize all the dogs that got shot in the face and didn't make <laughs> it and that's what most people in the yeah. world are yeah. a lot of stories in libya if i tell you about people who have been being down by life and they never bounce back yeah but we don't those people don't exist yeah those we don't, don't care exist. <laughs> we do it's not care about that, them yeah it's the ones that are shaking hands with the president those yeah. those those are the only ones everybody's like yeah. <laughs> that. every one of them is like that it's like no you know good for those people that managed to make yeah. it out and they doing well for themselves but that's not the template for every person that struggled in their life like no. a lot of people unfortunately Maybe too, due to their temperament and personalities can't take as much beating as other people, and some people have had it just infinitely much harder. They were yeah. set up to fail since they were born. Yeah, but that's the that's the reality of life, and then they do fail,
0: and that's okay because they were set up to fail. They we were set up to fail. Like they were, we like one they their set up to fail, and then they and then they win. That's
1: like yeah. we love that. It's like no, but that's not real life. That's the, that's the other thing too, people we 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 deny we try to deny so badly the bad parts of life and then we get so mad when we have a reality check we're like hey we thought we agreed this thing doesn't exist well it does (laughs) it's here but we try to pretend so much that it's like no you know if you hang in there and you be patient, <laughs> then things will work out. Yeah. you i know, like, well, sometimes things just won't work out yeah. and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. That's,
0: that's most just, of life. That's most that's of it. life is things not working out for people. We like people who get, you know, shot in the head in the name of education. We don't like the people who just don't get educated.
1: Yeah. Yes. We like if, the you, martyrs, uh, the heroes. if you fight for a cause and that's the other thing too. Most people are not set up to fight for a cause. That's the other thing too. Hell people no. don't really, people don't understand. But that's the, it's the same thing with like the artist kind of syndrome. We all love to think of our, ourselves as, as artists, uh, but we're we're not necessarily artistic. We're all we all love to think of ourselves as revolutionaries, but we're not necessarily built for that. <laughs> no. We're not built for that. But Almost, everybody loves to think of themselves as as that. You know
0: almost no one's a revolutionary most most of your life is just you filling the mold of what was previously there
1: and maybe you know you
0: change a little bit but you see it in comedy a lot too where it's like um there's people who fill the void of the previous generation um like a comedian who dies and then there'll be a new fat loud comedian right yeah like among the famous uh upper echelon of people but for this movie do you have um did you get a grant or something, or did you just save up? Is it all your own money that you saved up and put into this thing?
1: All on my own, baby. Um, well, you know, uh, it's funny that you say that, because um, <clears throat> I'll, before we discuss this, I'll, I just want to go back to the, uh, the point that we discussed before. Oh, yeah. um, there's, a movie, there's a movie called uh, Putney Swo that was written and directed by Robert Downey Sr., Robert Downey Jr's dad <clears throat> it's a it's a real it's a bizarre weird movie i can't even begin to explain the plot but it's definitely worth watching if you if you're into that kind of stuff it's very bizarre but there's a line in it where uh, the boss is talking to his employees and he's like okay we're going to be creative if you're an artist you're an artistic person then you have to start coming up with ideas and if you're not an artistic person then help somebody that is artistic <laughs> but that's what that's what most of the population is. They don't yeah. know that they should be helping the ones that are artistic. And yeah. maybe you're not artistic, but we yeah. all want to be the I have the idea guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, mm. That's that's so true.
0: I think it's like a it's like a syndrome. Like we all want to be. I think our culture and not to get you know too deep or anything, but our our yeah. how we're set up is just we. We watch all these superhero movies and yeah. there's Hollywood and the, just the American dream. All that stuff—it's not gone. Like I, people are starting to realize that it's a hoax, I think. But yeah, slowly, deep inside, you still want to—you want to be the guy. Nobody grows up of dreaming of wiping the floors for the guy or rolling no. out the red carpet for the other guy.
1: No, no, and you oh, don't want to think that way. And uh, I think what it is is just like not knowing for for a fact that there is no shame in doing this. Uh, Not no shame in doing job that society really because if you really think about it, uh, the world doesn't really need art to for in order for it to survive. No, <laughs> we do need. However, we need garbage Don't. men. Like garbage men are way more important than yeah art artists. Oh, wait, Engin- like so much more. So much more. Engineers are way more important than artists. Doctors electricians like you yeah. name it like yeah. you would have to go down i was gonna say even like people that make clothes but i think those are w- way more important than like <laughs> I, I don't know it may be like mimes and like artists like i, I don't know it, it will be for you it's a very yeah. long list until you get to artists like yeah. artists make life maybe more enjoyable <laughs> But they're not necessary in order for life to survive. But no. yet somehow a lot of artists think like, "Well, I call I call myself an artist, therefore I should be paid and treated like an artist." Like, "Well, yeah. no, it doesn't no. know."
0: I <laughs> it's funny you brought up garbage man, because I had I find garbage men fascinating. I don't know why, but I I I have this theory that they might be the most important people in the world. They are man, like like top they really are like top twenty most important jobs is the guy who comes and get your garbage and nobody nobody thanks them ever. Nobody ever really cares about the garbage. I it's
1: you. And it's, it's so crazy. it's so crazy that you brought this up because there was a joke that I was trying to work on, but like the pandemic happened, I was like, man, we always keep tipping the waiters. We should start tipping garbage men because yeah. I am okay with somebody spitting in my food as long as I don't know about it. Who yeah. gives a fuck? Yeah. But if I get garbage juice on me, my day is ruined. Like, yeah. that, to me, is, like, the one of the worst things that could happen to me. Yeah. If I get garbage juice on me, it's disgusting. I might yeah. throw up. Yeah. But then you have somebody who's literally paid to get rid of that. And yeah. yet, we don't... Dude, if you want to go for a cigarette or for a coffee in the morning and you look out your window and somebody's picking up the garbage, you're like, oh, let me wait until they leave in order for me to go out. Like, you don't even want to look at their face. I know. Like, we that's do- how much people don't give a fuck about garbage, men. Like, we don't even want to look at... No. You don't even know what... I guarantee you, if you ask, most people don't even know what the gar- their garbage man looks like. They don't even know. know. I've never we're seen... S- we're so
0: disconnected from... And, and and really, that's most of your life. Like, people, people... They're sort of, they don't want to to think that most of their life actually, how closely tied they are to the garbage man. Like, like y- y- really, without the garbage man, your life would be so horrible.
1: It's disgusting.
0: Without them, I don't know what I'd do with the stuff.
1: It's disgusting. <laughs>
0: like, I don't know. I, 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 I just find it a fascinating idea that we, we really couldn't care less, most people, and just walk right by them and there's a lot of jobs like that but it's like without them like mm-hmm. like the people who clean toilets and clean public washrooms you're like man do you know how much worse your life would be you probably would have caught a disease and died by now
1: it's this dude the, the i cannot emphasize how important they are because <laughs> but it, it, they are so important and that's why when somebody's like you know the way the society looks at it as a job that's like Well, you know, he's not this famous actor. You're like, fuck, uh, fucking Brad Pitt hasn't made a good movie in a while. Anyways, who gives a (laughs) fuck about that asshole? Yeah. The guy that cleans my toilet is way more important. He's way more important. I know.
0: And life really wouldn't go on without them.
1: Exactly. They are essential in order for society to survive. Yeah. I think movies and music are not.
0: So couldn't be let podcasts. (laughs) it's funny though yeah we we've got like that whole complex surrounding fame i think i don't know how, how new it is or if it's always been this way but everybody wants to be like an influencer. it's always been like
1: that, no, it's been like that. forever you think it's part that- of human it's part of human nature because i i heard somebody say this and i can't i can't remember who it was but somebody said that we all like to think of ourselves uh as the hero of the story but we forget that we're a footnote in other people's stories. Yeah, and that's what it is. You, we all like to think that you're the protagonist of of, of this era. Like we're the we're the person, you know. Yeah. But that's uh, that's that's not the case. You're no. in, you're insignificant to other people. To yeah. other people, you are insignificant. Yeah. Uh, and but we want to be we all of us we want to be bigger than life and that's just the i ego. don't know i think it's absolutely the ego and i think like you just it's a journey man it's a journey and like i think all of us are working on it and i find it very hard to believe that somebody's that that is young that will say oh you know i've made peace within something like that i'm like no nah, you're lying i think that takes <laughs> it takes years a lifetime like i'm like i'm working on it i'm working on it and i'm you know some days some days i'm really good at it and other days i'm not but yeah. you know always try to keep yourself in check and it's a journey, you know, you constantly, it's a, it's a work in progress all the time. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you just try to do your best and always try to do things righteously. You know, you don't want to do them for any other reason other than this is really what I want to do. And I think I believe that's, in it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's very important. As long as you're doing that, you, mostly, you should be fine.
0: Yeah. You can't, you can't set out to have goals of, of like a, you know, it, you, like you said, if you do things righteously and within sort of a context of your beliefs, then you can't go wrong because because all that other stuff is so frivolous and comes it's, and goes and it's way outside of the realm of your control. So you might as well just act um, indifferent towards it in a, in a sense. Yeah, it's
1: it, it goes back to that question when you asked me where you're like, oh, if you prepare a lot, do you feel nervous. I don't feel nervous. And the reason why is because if I prepare to the best of my abilities. I tell myself I've done the best that I can and I'm going in there as ready as I possibly can be. If things go bad, then what can I do more? I've done all I can. And if things go bad, I try to fix it, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I know, I'm not gonna kind of just think about it and like my fear, honestly, not trying to be profound at all. My fear is not really failure. My fear is failing and knowing that there's more I could have done. That to me scares me, but it's too late for me to go back and fix it. That to me (laughs) is the most terrifying thing in the world, knowing that I could have done more and I didn't because I was lazy or chose the easy way out. That to me would be terrifying. So as long as I just do the best that I can, just do the best job I can, the rest will, you know, well, the chips will fall how they fall, you know, you can't control everything in the world. It's impossible.
0: No, you have very little control. You have Absolutely. so little. But yeah, I, I guess that's the it's hard, but that's the honorable approach is is to, you know, set your own fears aside and just be able to go out and do the best that you can. And it's actually I think it's shocking in any f- field, specifically creative ones, how hard that actually is to to sort of fearlessly take a leap of faith and, and and just say like i'm going to put out what i think is the best and do the absolute best that i can and i have nothing to fall back on other than, like, you know you have no excuse at the end of the day. exactly
1: exactly and you and you you asked me like you were saying like oh are you're financing this on your own um uh i, I again one of one of my you know one of my filmmaking idols um friends is for Cobla. yeah everybody knows who he is godfather all that stuff he talks about how he made most of his projects where he said uh, he didn't wait for financing at all. He had an idea. He wrote the script. He hired the cast and crew and started (laughs) shooting, started shooting. And if, (laughs) if, if later they find financing or somebody tries to chip in, that's totally fine. And then they'll give him money and he'll keep making it, but he's going to start and he's not going to wait for anybody. Because he has something that he believes in it and he wants to make it. He's not going to wait around for somebody to come in and give him money to start. It's like I'm going to uh, start. And if people, but that's the other thing too, though, if I approach you and tell you, I have an idea for a business. Do you want to join me? they will be hesitant because you're like, well, I'm joining nothing. But if yeah. I tell you, I've already started doing this business and here, here's some stuff that we've already done. You'd be, a lot more encouraged to join because a lot of the foundation has been set up already. (laughs) That's the same. And that's the same thing with movies. If I come up, come up to you, if I tell you, I already have a script as opposed to let's write a script that's different.
0: Oh yeah. No, I, yeah, (laughs) That, that, that makes sense. Actually. I'd never thought about it that way, but yeah, you really can't wait around for anyone. It's another one of those things. It sort of falls under the realm of, of not trying your, your best or, or or doing all that you could do is it's like well i i couldn't get the money what was i supposed to do i i wanted to shoot the movie but then uh, the guy at the bank wouldn't it's like if you put all that aside at the end of the day if you want to make a movie and you believe in it then i guess you might as well just go for it
1: yeah i uh i don't want to like talk, uh don't i don't want to hold you up too much but there's like a uh, there's a thing that happened uh with me and my mom um uh, back when the revolution was happening in libya 2011 um before my mom moved here and i stayed at libya before she left she told me to not join the revolutionary army she told me to not join it if i ever join it she'll never forgive me and never speak to me again because she doesn't want me to get hurt right and i and i was like okay out of respect for my mom and i don't want her to get upset i won't join the revolutionary army and i'll try to help in another non-combative way yeah um and then you know people that i knew started joining the army and some of them got hurt some of them passed away some of them came back but you know not the same and stuff like that and then once the revolution was over my mom you know obviously came over to visit and we started you know kind of doing a, like a recap of all the events that were happening and stuff like that oh did you hear so and so they joined the army they got hurt and my, and my mom was like praising all these brave men that went there and I told her, you know, I was going to join, but I didn't because of you. Like, I was kind of a little bit like insecure because like I I'm seeing my mom yeah. praising all these other sons, you know, yeah, and stuff yeah, young like that. Men. And I, yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling like a coward. Uh, and, and then my mom looks at me and she goes, well, if you wanted to, you would have. And I got so mad. I got so mad. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Like in my head, I'm like, "What do you thought you're the one that told me?" But she was right. Yeah, she was right. <laughs> Just because she said, "Don't join," otherwise, I'm not going to speak to you. If I really wanted to, if I really, really wanted to, I would have. Yeah, you and she's been... absolutely right. Wow. That, wow.
0: That's interesting. I that's that's poignant. I didn't. I didn't even know that. I. So, what did you do instead? I mean,
1: well, I did try to join the revolutionary, <laughs> but then i like i like I, I was like, I found out I'm a coward I can't fight i'll yeah. I'll admit it. I try to join. I was there for like seven hours, and then I was like i i i can't I can't do it. I left um, but I did try, and I attempted it, but, it, I'm not built for it. I'm not gonna lie yeah. so yeah, she was uh she at was the moment right. at the time, I was you know mad at her and like kind of mad at myself, really. Yeah, but then I, you know, sat back and years later, obviously thinking about it, and and I really came to all to retrospect, like, especially starting doing this and kind of getting the motivation to do this stuff. That's when I really started thinking about it. And like, she was right, yeah. if I really, really wanted to, I would have done it. And so, that's kind of the same philosophy with like making all these short films and stuff like that. If I really wanted to make a movie, I would have. And that's you just figure it out, yeah, you know, figure it out.
0: Wow, that's yeah. That's that's a, that's a good. Your mom was right. Your mom was definitely right. Yeah, in
1: a very passive aggressive way, without <laughs> her knowing. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's also, yeah. I, I can't even begin to count the number of people who who come up and be like, oh man, like I'd love to do stand up, or I'd love to blah blah blah, or I would have. You know, th- there's just so many reasons. But if you wanted to, you would have done it
1: yeah I, I, that's why i don't like like motivational videos i hate them like yeah, i don't yeah. i don't think i've ever needed to be motivated yeah if i wanted to,
0: weird that's a weird if, one. yeah
1: exactly if i wanted to do something i don't need somebody yelling at me <laughs> aggressively telling me that i can because then you it. don't want to do it you didn't want to do, it, do it, it if you
0: have to watch the video
1: exactly 100 percent. so <laughs> the fact that they even exist is just so stupid and the fact that people <laughs> love them is so fucking stupid I know. like I don't need motivation to work out. If I want to, I will do it. If I, <laughs> I don't need motivation to write. If I want to, I will do it. Yeah. It's all these things, you know, I don't need somebody to motivate me and tell me that, you know, <laughs> life on the other side of the fucking hut is awesome or whatever the fuck they say. <laughs> the I don't know. of the hut. <laughs> I don't know. It's just somebody sweating and yelling in yeah. a microphone. So, people. Black woman is crying in the back. They're like <laughs> I don't sorry. know what's going on. Yeah
0: he's kissing babies at the end all that
1: oh yeah it's just, exactly and it's just like yeah it's like it's just i don't know it's just stupid it's stupid it's like it's, it's everybody loves like you know believe yourself in life like uh, how about you fucking decide what you want to do for yourself and do it and just do, it. do and, it and if it's nothing then be happy with that just like how about nobody how about everybody stop complaining that's really what it is <laughs> stop whining yeah if you don't want to do anything hey more power to you just mm-hmm. be happy and shut the fuck up that's really <laughs> what it is
0: um yeah <laughs> i find it stand up those people can you can sometimes spot when people are doing it for the wrong reasons pretty quickly um where, where it becomes it, i think that's one that you really should be doing because you want to do it not because you want to be famous or want to whatever and because you just end up being an asshole and and no one is gonna like you and you're probably not gonna make it so why would you bank on that and it's just it's an art form that people love doing already so much there's so many people that really love doing it that why would you pollute it with that kind of shit
1: yeah well just because it it, really what it is it it turns into whining and that's really what i don't like in general yeah it's the real play i don't like whiners and I'm not even saying pull yourself by the bootstraps or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I know people that like lived a shitty, a horrible life. Their life is shit from the day they were born till the day they were they died. <laughs> they, they they just a shitty life, wall to wall. Yeah. There's no single yeah. day of happiness. They, they, you know, that day when you wake up like, oh, today is a good. That person never had. They that They never day. even had that one. It was shit, wall to wall. <laughs> but they never complain because i don't know you just kind of deal with it and you come to terms with it like yeah my life fucking sucks yeah i'm not gonna try to make it better it is what it is and they just die and they just they. <laughs> that's it they they it just it's just but people here or back home everywhere i you want to do comedy but it's hard like well then don't do it then don't do comedy Don't do it. It sucks. Comedy sucks. It's hard. I want to get a job, but it's like, well, fucking don't get a job. I I don't know what it is. Do whatever it is. I just don't want to hear about it. My ears hurt when I hear, I don't want to hear about it. My life sucks as it is. I don't want to take on your shit too. Yeah. I think it's,
0: it's also, there's something to, um, you're kind of burdening other people. And I, and I don't. It it is in a sense, if your life is really hard and people will help you and obviously the people you care about you always help. But there's, there's sometimes where it's like, you're really just kind of are hurting the people around you by yeah. not even yeah. taking care of yourself. If, if you are yeah. able to, but, and
1: I'm not talking about like, you know, somebody who like has cancer or anything. No, no, like no, no, that. No. I'm, I'm talking yeah. about like the people whiners who are, there's able. a difference. Yes. There's a difference between somebody that has actually like a, a tragedy in their life and they're, Opening up to talk to somebody about it, and somebody who is whining about uh doing something that is considered a luxury, yes. and something that really nobody is asking you to do. <laughs> like, here's the thing you think, think of the greatest co- com- comedian in your mind, like let's just say Jerry Seinfeld, for example, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld was not asked. To do comedy by the universe So if Jerry Seinfeld was not asked Guess what Nobody is asking you to do comedy So either do it (laughs) And struggle with it Or shut the fuck up and move on (laughs) Nobody asks you Nobody asked Don Rickles to do comedy They all decided All the greats Nobody begged them to do comedy The world didn't ask them to do it They decided And they got good at it that's, and that's just with everything in life. There was probably more people telling them not
0: to do it, to to be truthful. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, and, but there's probably but more people I mean, at you the end of it. the
1: day, decide what it is that you want to do. Yeah. And just shut the fuck up. It's a struggle. Life <laughs> yeah. sucks. Nobody's yeah. saying life is awesome. Life is horrible. It fucking stinks. But just we do what we can. That's it. We do what we can. We we all, you know, Bill Burr said it best. We're all eating a shit sandwich here, you know. It's yeah. like, it's, it sucks everything. It's fine. Yeah amen amen i don't know it's just i don't know it's just really infuriating when people complain about the dumbest things <laughs>
0: i'm gonna let you out of here soon but first i just want to quickly ask you about the podcast you're doing are you still yes, are you still doing that with jason allen
1: we are still doing that in search of zen uh podcast every tuesday uh, a new episode uh, every- you know check it on youtube spotify all the streaming platforms every tuesday yep. every tuesday yes sir
0: we got some competition then uh between oh you and, uh, are you tuesday too right <laughs> yeah, i'm also tuesday yeah. nice
1: i think did you do like did you do the like the did you read the stats on that on mine like no 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 like yeah, before you decided on tuesday no are i you just, just like
0: tuesday I, it was just a good day for me <laughs> why is Tuesday oh, yeah? the best day to drop a podcast is that like a known thing yeah yeah yeah
1: but i fucking hate tuesdays by the way I just fucking <laughs> tuesdays so the longest day in the, in the week that's just so brutal
0: i hate wednesday i would never do oh, it yeah on a wednesday so. <laughs>
1: good thing we're not doing this on a wednesday that's good
0: thursday actually is underratedly good i
1: think i 100 percent agree with you i i thank you thank you everybody disagrees with me on this i tell people thursday is such an underrated day it's so good because tomorrow's friday yeah that's why thursday it's it's not tuesday or wednesday yeah it's tomorrow's Friday. It's awesome. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah, like, that's... Yeah. I, I agree. I love Thursdays. I think Thursdays are great. Thursday's low pressure.
0: It's a low-pressure yeah. day. It's Everybody's, to, like, winding down. But it's not quite a Friday because sometimes Fridays are a little too slow during... Sometimes Fridays drag a little too long. Especially like to the ones day, that you're waiting for. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, get me the fuck out. Like, I need to go whatever, dude.
1: Thursdays are a breeze.
0: Thursdays are a breeze. Yeah. But is the podcast going well? Like, like, you're... You still do you feel like um how much of that energy of your energy does that take up like how much
1: not really much honestly because jason is just he's he's a great co-host he's a great guy to to you know chum it up with he's so easy to talk to and yeah it doesn't really feel like an effort at all it's it's i'm 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 having a great i'm i'm having a blast doing the podcast it's so much fun
0: man no i I would love to have a co-host man i I look at your guys thing i'm like that's that's like the that's like the ideal scenarios, you and then another guy. So if you don't bring your A game, this guy comes in and he does 60 percent of the work for, and you get to do. Yeah. But the thing
1: is, like with this one, I had a I didn't even feel like I didn't even feel like I was on your podcast. I just felt like we were just talking. And, you know, I think uh, I think it's, I think a lot of the credit has to go to you. You're just very, very you know very calm and relaxed. But I, I in case in your case I think you just may, have to make sure that you get somebody that gels with you well you know yeah. that's, that's the thing that's, yeah.
0: Are you and Jason were you like good friends before? I mean probably yeah. right
1: yeah yeah know yeah, where well, the podcast came later on in our friendship yeah, uh, yeah. it's hard to
0: start I started to start a friendship as a co-host. That'd be awkward getting to know you. Yeah, no, mom. you have to
1: have like a somewhat of a solid foundation yeah. with the person before you start. Yeah. yeah,
0: But yeah, no, I loved you guys, Pod. Honestly, that was part of, I, I was, when I realized it's like, oh man, like kind of
1: anyone can do this. Not, not, that, not, that sounds dis- like. I'm no, no, bad. not at all. No, I totally get it. Yeah. Anybody can do it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's not like a, yeah, you're totally right but yeah no that's
0: great yeah so they can check it out on spotify youtube yes, sir you guys yes, got the sir. video going oh man
1: yeah that, that's recently <laughs> though we just started adding that recently that was not uh, from the get-go
0: oh i'm jealous i'm super jealous <laughs> no it's, it's, you're fine i know it, I, honestly i think one day we'll <clears> get <throat> to that point i just like I. it was the same thing honestly as you said earlier it was like if you want to do something you're just going to do it you're not going to go well i've got to wait till i get a camera yeah. and all that yeah so i don't know i'm enjoying it for now no and, man you Thanks start slow. You on, start man. slow.
1: If women, thank you so much for having, me, man. I'm sorry if I blabbered on too much.
0: Hell, no, man. honestly, I love it when the guests. I think I like to make it, you know, like, more about them than myself, because it makes it honestly makes my life easier. And if if you you're interesting enough to have stuff to talk about, then it's perfect oh, thank for you, me man. i
1: appreciate it It was a lot of fun i'm looking forward to working together on oh, yeah. uh, the upcoming project uh you were great by the way i you did a <laughs> great job i honestly you are man you were you were you're such a i think you were the dark horse i did not expect to like you in the role as much as i did you were great in the table
0: read yeah, <laughs> yeah. you were a lot
1: of fun a lot of fun
0: <laughs> all right man well i'm looking forward to working on that and do we have a name can we tell them what like where to look out for it or is it not even uh not yet
1: well it's uh we're, we're still kind of uh this right. one is going to go through uh hopefully it's going to go through a long festival run it's going to be probably a while until like actually it's yeah. available to the public but uh, yeah. we'll see. we'll see we'll see
0: all right Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is AJ Bate, and make sure to check him out. uh, His podcast, In Search of Zen, on all platforms. All right. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming on.